We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the True Faith podcast. Um, it's me, Sai, in the car with Dogger, who's driving, so I'm hosting. We've got Cowley in the back and Bolland after a 2-1 victory, although probably not deserved at Preston, but nonetheless, three more points for the team. Bolland, I'll come to you first. Um, your immediate reaction to that game? Um, good three points is a sign of a good side that uh, can win when it's playing badly. Um, Preston can probably consider themselves slightly unfortunate not to have come away with something in the end but uh, <clears throat> we, we did alright in the second half I thought the first half particularly we were pretty shoddy um, I we'll probably come on to Mitrovic but I, f- I thought he had a decent first half of Britain. <laughs> <laughs> and Diame Diame was, was shockingly poor I thought but uh, uh, bad performance but good result thank you Bond. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, should we just talk about Mitrovic because he is the well, he's been the main man today? Or I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit first, just so just to take up Bolland's point there. Like, it's really satisfying to it's, I reckon that's our first win this season that we didn't deserve to win. And I've been saying quite a lot on my match previews for True Faith and on the podcast recently that it's kind of the you know it, it's all right when the you know we've been pissing it, haven't we? Yeah. Victories recently have been oh, what's going on here like. <laughs> Uh, been you know so easy that you couldn't see anything else than the result that came out of it. Whereas teams that get promoted from the championship more often than not have to like scrape dirty undeserved wins. Um, the, although we didn't fall behind because that's the next big test for this team to concede the first goal and win a game, which yeah. we haven't done also. Um, to to grind it out as we did, and I don't think we deserved the win. Uh, I think a draw would have been a fair reflection. Of us, I'll, I'll come in that. I think that could have happened today. There was a 20-minute spell at the beginning of the first half where we just weren't in the game. We're starting yeah. to lose our focus, and we didn't concede. And then we we found our feet again. So it's as good as you know coming back from a difficult position. But I, I see a point. Yeah, I suppose it's um, like, like you say, it's that kind of 15 minutes either side of half time, and Charlie, the Preston fan who uh, came on the pod, the preview podcasts. I kind of told him over Twitter, I said, I think Preston's big problem was not scoring when they're on top. Yeah. You've got to do that in this league. Especially against a team like Newcastle, you're only going to get one good spell in a game, which they had. We rode it out. In dollars, not, he's pulled off one great save, hasn't he? At nails each. That's it. Uh, yeah. when it was kind of flashed across him. He made a really good save. But apart from that, there wasn't too much to, to write home about. But just a, a great feeling to get the win like this. And uh, seven wins in a row. 
absolutely. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll go to Cowley first for his thoughts on Mitrovic, and then Bolland will let you respond. Cowley, Mitrovic's first half performance. We'll come into the second half, which is excellent, but in the first half, did you think he did enough to to warrant the fact that he'd started, albeit Gale was injured? Um, not at all. I said it, <laughs> said it dogger at half time, I think. Um, going forward, uh, Gale hasn't got anything to worry about. <laughs> yeah. It was just. He's not mobile enough, just didn't look as lively as what he did on Tuesday night. Um, he's held up play, a couple of them he won, a couple of them could have been fouls, but there wasn't anyone near enough to him. Um, a couple of times I would blame like Diarmi in terms of when he was flicking it on, it was just going to no one. Diarmi should have been him behind him, um, which he did better in the second half, but he didn't really, didn't really do much, did he? No, not at all. Um, no, can I, can go, I, can well, I on that? you can. Uh, just, just before Poland, <laughs> it's stewing in the back there, but we'll give Dodgy so, a save. So I just think, I think uh, this isn't Mitrovic's fault. Preston, the first team we've played this season, the first one who've proper pressed us as a team on Tuesday. Yeah. They did the right thing, you know, the way Huddersfield beat us um, and the way Wolves beat us is by pressing us until maybe the last third. So let the centre backs have the ball. They let you know they let the cells, they let Cork or whoever's playing on Bemba have the ball and press us in the middle part of the pitch. Um, and that's the way to beat us so far. Press and tried to do that point that he was doing the match on Tuesday, and then obviously it all went tits up. Today, with his fresher team, he's just thought, no, press them relentlessly, he gave yeah. no time on the ball, and it worked, it worked very well. Yeah. But I think it works, and I think he went like that. And this again, this isn't Mitrovic's fault, but they were more than happy to leave Mitrovic with a centre half than there would be Gale one on one because obviously a Gale's pace dictates that they couldn't have pressed us as high kept the high line and normally when we play teams if you look at the likes of Rotherham um, and Derby and, and people like that they couldn't play a particularly high line against us so it was much, there was a lot more space for the midfield to play out so it's, I'm not saying, not blaming Mitrovic for that but it, it, the team plays a lot better um, or the team is under a lot less pressure from the opposition when when Gale is um, when Gale's starting when he did get the ball he had a few good air touches and turns but he was so far away from goal and uh, there's no one no really options um and Kufran oh, probably gone, he's had a pretty poor game yeah I know, I know. um so there wasn't really much options once he did a, a good turn or anything like I said he's he's too far away from goal to really make him yeah I think, I think you, you summed up that pressing performance actually dodgy with uh, they didn't score when they shouldn't if you're going to play a high pressing game for 60 minutes you need to get a goal from it yeah. because then eventually you're going to tie well, it as soon, as soon as you go 1-0 down yeah. you're just uh, fucked on but also I thought um, he was he was um, a little bit childish in the first half and I know that'll piss some people off um, but he he, he got an out from the ref I thought the ref was really poor he got absolutely an out from the ref uh, he was he was he was hitting the deck quite yeah, but easily. He, but he con- yeah, he con- he continued to whinge and moan, and I don't know whether someone had a word with him at half time. But he stopped that second half. He just got on with it. Yeah. Although he, he did he did nearly get himself sent off, but that's just standard. <laughs> right, uh, okay, Bolland, <laughs> would you like to explain to us what you thought of Mitrovic's first half performance? Well, the, the problem was that he was just so like isolated. Like Diarmi's job in the team has got to be to be that link between Shelby Hayden. And Mitrovic, yeah. and it was too often that Shelby and Hayden were looking for Mitrovic, and Diame was in in no man's land, doing nothing, plodding around the pitch, contributing very very little to the game, and it's like, it, all right, the two of them, Mitrovic and Diame, didn't have great first halves, but Mitrovic wasn't helped by the fact that Diame was doing nothing. Like even in the second half, I don't think Diame like, contributed to the goal, but aside from that, barely touched the ball again. Um, 
it's getting for me it's getting to the point where like he's a decent player but he's, but he's not a very good player he's not well I've, I've seen the highlights that Sittery missed he scored two decent goals but <laughs> like well I've seen him play enough in the championship like I, like we can't all be wrong <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean there's lots of people who don't think it's that good no I, I, I'm I'm with you on that a little bit Bolland I think Diame he's had enough time now where he should have settled and you'd expect to have seen more from him by now I don't think he's been playing terribly he's had some decent games he's had some games like today where he wasn't that involved and I think as you said a lot of where we broke down in the first half was just we couldn't get the ball beyond that kind of final third like getting the ball to Diame getting the ball to Mitrovic as well but it was just bouncing off them and it wasn't really coming off Shelby was getting closed down he wasn't picking out any passes and to be honest Preston played well they, they were slightly better in the first half we also green street called at half time me and him on a chat and we said Preston cannot maintain this Preston game the corner yeah. for 90 minutes and it proved to be the case yes, I called at half time the Mitro would score a hat-trick got two <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he did though isn't it second half he took his two chances really well I love the uh, the second goal because I was just in uh, to use after the match was slightly critical of the keeper not being a bit quicker when he he fumbles the first one yeah. but Mitrovic two foots that into there <laughs> he was he was getting a broken face <laughs> have you got any idea between Mitrovic and that second goal yeah, I'd be quite harsh to the army there, but like, he's going to have good games and bad games like anyone. But I think when we were chatting at half time, this would be like, oh, well, the team would be playing better if Gale was here. Well, Mitrovic was isolated, like, didn't have much of a chance of the army contributing. I love it how I just can't have it I'm sorry about it I love it how I say to you at half time Mitrovic was being poor well Diame has been even worse like <laughs> they're not the same they're not like a fucking you know a, 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 a one you know they're not like they're one organism no 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 you twist my point there my I'm, point was that Mitrovic hadn't been helped by Diame like he'd look poor because Diame had been so poor <laughs> he looked poor because of Diame I'm not yeah. by the way Diame didn't have a great game today but I think Listen, it, it, go, it goes back to the central point we've been talking about. We've, we've had plenty of tweets. Thanks everybody who tweeted us saying, oh, well, Mitrovic scored. Oh, oh. Um, like, we're delighted he scored. We were fucking there today, buzzing, like, singing yeah. his name. And second half, he did what he needed to do. He, got, he yeah. only got two chances, really. I mean, they, they were massively helped, Green Street called it, massively helped on the first goal by the by their centre-back, flicking it up in the air. It was yeah. a great ball from Richie, but, you know, Mitrovic probably would have had, had a lot more um, trouble controlling it and probably had to wait for people to arrive. Yeah. So we've got a bit of luck there, bit of luck there. Good, great finish. And second second goal, bad marking by them. Uh, um, great header, powerful. Keeper should do better. But two chances, two goals. You can't ask for much more than that from the no. lad. Sure Listen, Richie I thought we pointed out as well. I think he scored every game he started. Oh, you already yeah. pointed that out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think, but Benitez has got Mitrovic exactly where he wants him, which is when he's in the team like today, he's got to put in a performance and he's got to play how he wants him to and get goals. And if he doesn't, he's just going to drop him. He's straight back out of yeah, the I team. Think, I think Gale's straight back in the team, personally. Okay, but, but Mitrovic has no, been. That's, he's, yeah, and that's not a criticism. Mitrovic yeah. just think he's a better player. He's been taken down a peg from what he was last season, where we had so so little options that he just had to play and. He didn't have to work on his performances, whereas well, now, drop us, saying, but. yeah, whereas now he knows he has to be at the top of his game to even have a chance of keeping his no, place. All he can do is keep scoring. To be fair, yeah. and I think I think Mitrovic at home will be much better than away from home because where Dwight Gale does such. I mean, Barnsley is a great example of the, the job Dwight Gale did at Barnsley. He was winning balls in the air. He was Haston. He was Harry. Yeah, sure was scoring them two Mid- goals. Yeah, Mid- that's a good point. Mitrovic is not scoring those two goals. Gale got at Barnsley. But then again, maybe maybe Gale doesn't score those goals today. So listen, it's, it's a great thing to have two strikers scoring goals. We shouldn't be uh, too upset about it. Absolutely. Um, Just talk about the left side. Uh, talk about the 
left 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 side of the pitch, lads. Um, did you feel like our? I certainly did. Our attack and threat down the left was hindered today because they were playing a high pressing game. We were stuck in our own half a bit, which means that Gufran is almost stuck on top of Paul Dummett providing support. Our game loses a bit of balance. What, um, what are your thoughts on Paul Dummett, Mark? Oh, I'm going to feel a good front. Um, well, the, well, the left-hand side as a whole. Yeah, I mean, well, go, like looking at Gufran, um, obviously he was covering for Paul a lot of times, but um, it was times, especially that didn't really get obviously going the first half, but it was a time right at the end. I think Diarmi played the ball over to him. If he had a decent first touch, he could have just went and tried and beat a man, but bad first touch, and then he played a shite ball to yeah. to dumb it. Um, there's a couple of times in the second half as well. He had. Um, time and space to go and have a run at him but he just rather just cut inside so he was quite poor today Gufran uh, dumb at the back can't say he put a few good tackles in can't really fault him a good few good head what's that we've got an outro if you compare Yedlin with an assist in the second half oh yeah I mean going forward yeah. for, we, we always know what yeah. <laughs> we know dumb is going to give you an out going forward uh, but defensively if you wins a few good head outs Gufran had it a pretty poor game by his recent standards yeah. but like he was doing so much defensively like helping out yeah, Dummett like they you can't expect too much from him going forward as we I said think, I think we've got used to not having to do much defending and Paul Dummett's been fine the last few weeks on his own but this is the first game where someone's actually the opposition have actually come back over and given us something to think about and Gufran's had to go back to that because that's what he can do um, I think we'd all like to see a bit more of Atsu and I'm sure he'll get his chance because I think we were crying out for that as well at half time which is we just weren't getting at them nobody's running with the ball there was nobody trying to beat a man as you say Gufran maybe had a few chances but he was more focused on just you know staying in position and, and making sure he wasn't get, getting caught out whereas Atsu you, you'd like the thing would, would have had a go and, and got him behind maybe but equally Atsu probably complements Gale more yeah, two players get behind Atsu more I told him yeah um, today like as well pressed like Preston did play really, really well. Like, yeah. and we didn't play as well as we can, so shouldn't be too harsh on all of them, I guess. But I think, uh, like Wolves and like Huddersfield, Preston have shown a few teams how to play against us yeah. at home. If the if the come to St James's Park and play that, they get torn apart. But I think I think the press has got to be, particularly with Shelby in the time and space he normally wants. I mean, really positive today that Shelby was kind of anonymous. Yeah, um, and we still managed to win the game. As I said, agreed to at half time. I thought. I think Shelby and Colbach is a better combination. Not because I don't like Hayden, but it's a better combination when you, you don't have much time on the ball because Colbach and Shelby are both quite good at um, finding a pass. Whereas Hayden, I think Hayden had a spell in that game actually where he gave the ball away quite a lot. Yeah. Um, although he's obviously very good at putting his foot in, in the air. I mean, he didn't have a particularly brilliant game today. Uh, I think Hayden's more of an athlete than Jack Colbach is, but Colbach, when he does, you know, he's got a good tackle on him and he he's very good at getting back on his Jack feet Colbach and quickly moving. Gets booked every single game. Jack Colbach can't tackle for yeah, shit. Yeah, but that's, that's his job. Can't tackle for shit. He wins the ball. He wins the ball. But either way, when he does, he's, he's straight back on his feet and rolling the ball to Shelby within seconds. Whereas Hayden's got a bit more control of him, takes his time, which is today not not necessarily what you need. Um, anything else, lads? Well, uh, I just suppose well, the results went for today. Bristol City dropped points. Norwich and Huddersfield both got a show in. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, Brighton smashed Norwich, so that, that keeps them behind us. But we've now got six points between us and third. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice gap to have. 
Um, I also um, we just want to put it, put to you lads like we're now what we're six points ahead. We're still top of the league by three points. We've got Cardiff, Leeds, Cardiff, Leeds, someone else, Forest, Blackburn. No, not Blackburn. Oh, yeah, Cardiff, Leeds, Blackburn, um, Forest, and it, it, in between that, that's we've got Hull. That's the next five games. Do you think he plays a weakened team against Blackburn for Hull? Do you think that should be? Do you think that, that you know would you prioritise the cup at this point because now we've got that six point cushion? Or do you think now nah, keep doing what we've been doing? The, the definition of weakened team at the minute for us is, is very hard to yeah. come up with. I mean, I know obviously on you can argue well, we Mitrovic playing is, is at the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it turns out it's not. You know, when we went into the cup game on Tuesday. You thought, well, this team is much changed, but it's not that different to what you'd yeah. expect to see on a Saturday. Hanley, obviously, isn't a first-try centre-half. Um, Gale was the only other player who's notably rested, really. Um, so, I don't, I don't know what you mean by, by a weekend team. Is it, I just say, is the Cup now a priority? Because it's a priority to me. Oh, absolutely. I, I'd rather... I know, obviously, promotion's priority, but I'd happily take draws in a couple of those games if I'm getting through in the Cup. I think it'll just be a case of who's suitable for each game. If he if he's got a team in mind that's suitable for Fulham, uh, for Hull, yeah. that isn't the same as Blackburn, he'll he'll just change it accordingly. Jack Tolman's had a couple of questions for us, so I'll put this to you lads. Um, then we've got a really tough one to fix, just much the same as we did previously uh, around January, February. Um, do we see that being a problem, particularly with the African Cup of Nations? No. <laughs> Resounding no from so no from that one. And <laughs> Rafa's got a three-year deal, of which this is the first year. Rafa's got a three-year con- contract, which of us is year number one. Do I think that at the end of the season or now should we be talking about new deals or is it uh, no? See how it goes. Just talk about it now is probably slightly premature. Uh, I think we all want him to stay longer than those three years, but he's he's only just agreed to stay. Yeah, a couple of months ago. So I think maybe you leave it to the end of the season, leave it till the end of February when we're in the cup. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then get him that eight-year deal. Out yeah, if we if we if we win the cup and we're already promoted, start building the statue now. Like, <laughs> my gosh, you should just do a deal where he says like, if you if you get promoted next season, when we're, when we're in the Europa League next season, because we'll be in it for winning the cup this season. Um, just say give him the keys to James Park and just say to your club now yeah <laughs> <laughs> just pay us back when you can honestly pay us back when you can um, and there was possibly another question which I can't I'm driving I'm sorry Jack but I'm driving so I can't I can't access the questions well, if, you, if you keep <laughs> if you keep that chat going Dodsy I'll have a look well I would say also Rafa that three year deal has probably most likely been constructed with the guarantee of promotion this season I can, you know that will be expected so whether there's some kind of pay rise or bonus also the club has to continue to match Rafa's ambitions he's not going to sit there and think oh well here's 20 million for the Premier League he's going to want 40, 60 million um, and to build a team capable of that I think challenging the, the, the top four if, if not more I think I think we and him are capable of that um, so I don't I don't necessarily think he needs a new deal at the end of the end of the season because I'd imagine they'll probably if we get promoted and win the league they'll be where they thought they'd be at that stage of the contract I think it's more likely during next season that we'll see how we've done how we how the yeah. club have done towards Rafa and how Rafa's paid the club back in terms of performance in the first six months of yeah. the Premier League it's, it's three year deal was probably never really three years it was all dependent on what happened this season for yeah. a start if we didn't get up that would be it there's no way he was going to stick around for two two seasons of championship getting up 
it's all about how the first six months go. If the club continue to do everything he wants and let, let him build how he wants to build, spend money, strengthen in the right areas and do things right. I don't think it matters if we're struggling to begin with or if we're in the bottom half or if it's not going that well. I think he'll stay as long as it's going how he wants it to go. Um, if, we, if it's going excellently, as you say, if we're in the top half, if we're pushing on for a European spot, that, that, that's when the, the contract extensions can be talked about. And, and hopefully, as you say, giving Rafa the keys to the fucking city because... <laughs> That's all we want. Have really. the keys to my house, Rafa. Yeah, <laughs> I'll make sure I'm out. Hey, on on that note, actually, Jack Talbot's other question was, uh, "What do you think Rafa Benitez's definition of success is? What do you think he sees a successful Newcastle United doing, Bolland? This season or beyond? Ever? I think he'd probably want to. Will definitely win a domestic trophy with us, yeah. and probably get us back into you continental contention, whether that's the Europa League or the Champions League. I think." That would be successful for him. Like the blokes are winning. Like yeah. he's not going to settle for it. Just oh well, I got Newcastle back in the Premier League and we finished ninth, and that was that was my peak. He's probably thinking way ahead of that. I think yeah, that's it. He doesn't want to do something that won't be remembered. He wants to something sensational. Which winning anything for us now, given how long it's been, is is that? We talked about it with Martin Hardy on that podcast. Like this managers still want to be the guy that finally brings success to Newcastle. Yeah. I think that'll be Rafa. Like whether that's just didn't make a domestic trophy or something more. I think mean, that's his aim. He's never won the Premier League. Why not? I've uh, I've probably never mentioned this to you lads, but I got to spend four hours with Rafa <laughs> earlier in the season. Did you? Yeah. You've no, never told us about that. And he didn't answer that question directly, but when I was peppering him with questions about the general football world uh, compared to Wallace and Biffa, who were like talking about Newcastle, where I was like, "Why is Fernando shit?" Um, like what's Mourinho like how's was Ferguson what's Benzema like what's Ronaldo like and what's, you know all of that it was very clear he considered themselves the equal if not better and not in an arrogant way of all of the all of the top coaches in the Premier League in the world yeah. so I can't see him ever like he's not interested in Watford Southampton despite Southampton's successful run as a club he's not interested in Leicester or uh, clubs like that he's interested in big clubs doing big things and He's not going to spend. I mean, what is he now? Is he mid fifties now? Mid to late fifties, fifty-five. Um, he's maybe he's got five years, ten years left at the top of the game. Maybe longer, maybe not. He doesn't see himself uh, not competing against the very best in Europe and other European clubs. So, yeah. to me, the answer is quite clear: take Newcastle in the Champions League. That's yeah. what I think. He, that's what his plan is: win a trophy, take us in the Champions League, and maybe go for the league. And why the fuck not? Also, five ten. This man will do football until he absolutely can't. <laughs> He's got twenty thirty years in him, yes, man. <laughs> Should call it there then. Yeah. Another crack and win. Go on, Dazzy, you can run off. I was just going to say the weather's absolutely horrific on my drive back. Uh, pouring down with rain, but uh, we will be back with you Thursday for the preview pod of Cardiff, which is also Legends Day. Keep an eye out on. Um, the club website and the Chronicle for more patter on that this week and give us a follow on Twitter if you can at TF Weekly Pod. Thanks to everybody who's listened. Cheers lads. Away in a... <laughs> this is all good because they can still hear a sign. <laughs> 1299. 1299. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.